This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Pediatrician Mark Vonnegut has spent 40 years treating children for coughs, fevers, ear infections, and sometimes more serious complaints. In that time, he has seen the American medical system change in ways he couldn't have imagined as a medical student. Some of them good, others not so good. But what hasn't changed is his commitment to his young patients, whose stories fill the pages of this book, The Heart of Caring, A Life in Pediatrics. Whether recounting the cases that have stuck with him or detailing the changes in medicine that he has seen over the past four decades, the privatization of health care, the barriers to mental health services, the skyrocketing costs of insurance and pharmaceutical drugs, and the decreasing quality of care, Dr. Vonnegut is a personal guide through what is often seen as an impersonal system. He doesn't pull any punches in his criticisms of the medical industrial complex. But the heart of caring isn't a diatribe. It's the story of a life lived in medicine with all the hope and heartbreak that entails. After writing the Eden Express, a memoir detailing his struggle with psychosis and manic depression, Mark Vonnegut gained acceptance to Harvard Medical School, from which he graduated in 1979. The father of two grown sons and the grandfather of five, he lives with his wife and his youngest son in Milton, Massachusetts, where he continues to practice primary care pediatrics. Dr. Vonnegut is also the author of Just Like Someone Without Mental Illness, Only More So. Happy to have Dr. Mark Vonnegut join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Mark, welcome to this program. Thank you. So why this book for you, The Heart of Caring? Well, it's, I really have had a wonderful career. I've been able to take care. I'm now taking care of babies, of babies I took care of 40 years ago. I've been in the same community um, for 40 years, and it uh, just seems to me um, that the next generation of doctors and patients is not going to be as lucky because I don't think they're going to have the kind of choices I had. So why did you make the choice to go into medicine? <laughs> it was a reaction to the 60s uh, when we all thought the world was going to end, and it didn't end. So then I decided, I thought, well, what would I have been or should have been if it weren't for the war and all the politics and all the you know, some of it nonsense. Um, and I thought I should have been a doctor. I'm pretty good at math and science. That's what I really should have done. So you choose medicine, Mark. So what is it that drew you to pediatrics specifically? It was <laughs> the children. <laughs> it was um, it, it, the night in medical school, you get to uh, play neurosurgeon or dermatologist. You do these rotations, you deliver babies. Um, and you get to figure out what you really like to do. And there was something about the connections that children wanted to make uh, and the fact that I, was, I liked pediatricians better than, any, than other doctors. That, that was the basic thing. We're chatting with Dr. Mark Vonnegut. Uh, his book is The Heart of Caring a Life in Pediatrics. This book, Mark, is peppered with stories of kids you've treated over the years. Can you share, and I'm sure you get asked this often, can you share one, maybe two of your favorites? I think my my favorite was was really telling a five year old he has to pee in a cup, and he asked me what was wrong with my bathroom. I loved, you know, it was tragic, but my first patient who I lost to bone cancer, it was I loved the fact that my hospital was willing and able to give away world class care uh, to the to, to this girl from Cape Verde, um, and I and and that really taught me a lot. And being with her and her family. Over 40 years, Mark, how did you narrow it down to these stories for this book? I, I had an infinite number. I, I tried them out on my wife. <laughs> she, 
was it was uh, you know I I um, I wanted a lot of things to to just sort of illustrate that medicine can be better when patients have the choice of what doctor they see and the doctor has the time to spend with them. And so along with being funny stories or some of them uh, tragic, but um, it was it's to, to illustrate that medical care used to be very different. What have you learned from your patients over the years? <laughs> to, to to expect the unexpected, and I've I've learned a lot about connecting with people. Um, I one of my favorite patients. I was I suspected, and it was right. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I was I was I was very upset because I had taken care of him since he was a baby. And he really had his arm around me saying, it's okay, Dr. Vonnegut, as an 80% cure rate, I put my sperm in a sperm bank. And, and so here I had an 18-year-old kid comforting me. You know, where else is that going to happen? What advice do you have for parents looking to foster a better relationship with their child's pediatrician? I think to... Um, understand at least somewhat that the pediatrician wants to have uh, more time and a better relationship and to let the, you know, often let the child speak and uh, at the end of a visit say thank you. I think a lot of it is just is just plain manners. The problem is people um, often have to sit and wait to see the doctor. That's something doctors hate. Um, and doctors really, really, really want to be on the side of the patient and, and to get it right. All right, let's talk about the broader question here and bigger question. What are some of the main things, Mark, that are wrong with the American healthcare system today? It's mostly about money. I think there is a natural conflict between the mission of medical care um, to, to heal and comfort and the money of, of medical care, whereas it is um, now run on a for-profit basis, and that was never meant to be. We've lost 40% of our rural hospitals. Uh, we've lost close to 80% of our independent community uh, physicians. Um, and so medicine, medical care is much less accessible than it was for me growing up in the 50s. In Barnstable Village, we had four general practitioners. If you didn't like one, you go, went to the other. So how do we fix it? I think you start taking some of the money out. I think you can look at something like COVID-19, where the insurance companies decided for public health and for more effective care, we will drop the deductibles and the co-payments that saved families hundreds of millions of dollars and improved medical care. And I believe there are lots of examples like that. And I don't think we would accept a doctor hurting patients. I don't think we'd accept a medicine, a medical uh, um, procedure hurting patients. And I don't think we should accept anything in medical care as doing harm to patients. Let's talk about some of the uh, younger medical school students. We have a fine medical school where I'm sitting here in Lexington, Kentucky, at the University of Kentucky. What advice yep. do you have for people in medical school? I think to um, keep their alliance uh, with the patients 
and to, to I think nurses have been a lot smarter than doctors in terms of uh, getting together and saying we can only safely take care of four patients a shift rather than six. Uh, and the only reason the hospital would fight that would be is for money because everybody recognizes that taking care of four patients, you get better care than when you're taking care of six. I think they should be um, frank about their their um, dissatisfactions. I spoke to a, a whole auditorium um, of, of medical students. It was mostly about mental health issues, but at the end, um, a girl raised her hand in the back of the room, and I, I said, what? She said, when do we get to help patients? And I think knowing, you know, I think nobody goes into medical care for the money because they're just it's, it's just not not the way to do it at this point. But if they can keep that idealism and band together and take care of patients, it's not going to be easy because there's a lot of money involved. And what would you like readers to take away from the heart of caring? That things used to be better, that they're better elsewhere in the world, and they could be better here. And Mark, what keeps you going after over 40 years now? <laughs> I, I I have what they call oppositional defiant disorder. Whenever anybody tells me what to do, I get very angry. How about another book? Are you working on one? <laughs> no, I think I think this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know it's in your DNA, so writing. Yep. Uh, Dr. Mark Vonnegut, The Heart of Caring, A Life in Pediatrics is the book out now. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, I'm Steve Richards.